It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Welcome back, Double Teamed Fam. How are we doing today? Um, this mic keeps moving, Nicole. <laughs> Anyways, today we welcome... Actually, I mean, we've been a huge fan of this show for quite some time, especially when DT started. Mm -hmm. They were our idol. Um, but <laughs> today we welcome Laura Ramaday, sex educator and host of Girls on Porn. Thank you Hi. for having me. It's yeah. genuinely delightful to be here. Thanks for coming. So to tell you guys, Kimmy and I were at a play party mm -hmm. and I was just walking along and I see Laura and I was like, wait, I was like, <laughs> I know her. And I'm like, well, where do I know her from? I'm like, I've never met her, but I know her. I know what she sounds like, everything. And then I was like, oh my God, it's a girl from Girls <laughs> on Porn. And so, and I ran over to Cami and I told her and she was like, oh my God, she's here, which one? And I was like, the one with the curly hair. And she's like, they both have curly hair. <laughs> but my, my favorite part of that was like, she comes up to me and like, it's almost like she forgot for an instance. She was like, she was like, I just, I just met the host of that one show we really like. And I'm like, which one? And she's like, the girls and like, there's porn. And we're like, okay. And I'm like, okay, what's the name of that? And like, and I knew the show exactly. And I was like, wait, shit, what is the name? There's then, girls and there's porn. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> going to come to us. Our friends, are right, our friends are right in front of us. And then I was like, girls on porn. And they're like, wow, imagine that. <laughs> I don't so, know how you put that together. Right. Yeah, Smart. it's amazing to be recognized. It usually only happens at sex parties. But Really? <laughs> yeah. That's actually no, like where... usually elsewhere, but like there's a higher quotient for sure. Actually, I will say we've been recognized at a few, quite a few sex parties here in L.A. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. And it's funny because one time Cami and I were like hugging. It was like New Year's Eve. We were like hugging. And we're just, you know, our faces are plastered together. And this girl like walks right by and then she like comes back and she's like double teamed. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's always so fun. I think that she like did a loop around be like, okay, so there are definitely two of them. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is I the think moment. The weirdest place that we've gotten recognized was the gym. Oh. As he was listening to an episode, he, he literally like, turns his you. phone around. Yeah, and shows us his phone. He and he's looks listening at me, to an he episode. Goes, oh wait, and I'm like, what? And he go, turns his phone, and I was like, oh, hi. Uh. <laughs> so That's funny. Does that happen in New York for you often as well? Um, not so much in New York because I think it's more. I'm I'm not there that often, you know. Like mm -hmm. when I am, I'm like on the streets. I'm either like with people I either like know already, yeah, yeah, who might know the pod or want to talk about it. But like it's not like strangers running up like through traffic. Like gotcha. I don't think I quite have that draw. Rachel, on the other hand, does get recognized all the time. Like I have a theory that she's more recognizable, or people like she also works like she works at this restaurant. Like she manages and runs a restaurant, so like. She works at a very hip spot and has mm -hmm. like her own kind of like social life placed in that. Yeah, and people yeah. know her as the Bernie's girl, but also as host of Girls on Porn. So people yeah. sometimes, ooh, so people will sometimes conflate those and be like, oh, you're Rachel. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I'm such yeah, a big yeah. fan, you know, and kind of put it together. So 
But yeah, yeah, it was nice. I love it. <laughs> Have you been to any play parties in New York? I'm curious. Or has Rachel? Um, yes, Rachel has been to Sanctum in New York. Okay. We have a friend who performs with Sanctum, so I've been in L.A. and she's been in New York. Um, okay. That happened fairly recently, and it was kind of fun for us to touch, test the different branches of the parties. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been to one or two in New York, but a long time ago, like years ago, so I'm not sure... Like, I wasn't really in the play scene as much or, like, the party scene specifically when I was still living in New York prior mm. to 2019. So I'd been to one or two, but I don't even think they had, like, a name. It was more, like, okay. connected through friends kind of nice. thing. Like, I don't remember any branding. Because I'm always – I mean, because we go to New York probably two, three times a year. And we've only checked out Sanctum there as well. So I'm yeah. like, I want to I wanna see what the other uh, – some, some people have mentioned a few. Hacienda – I've heard of that one. House I of been. Sex, or no, House of Yes. Apparently. House of Yes, yeah. yeah, which is more of like a, I have been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I almost don't Same, include there. them on like the party list because yeah. it's more of a venue and it's a, a club. club. Yeah. Although you're definitely seeing like play party worthy stuff. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but more performance centric than it is. Yeah. Just a space for people to like fuck on different beds. Because yeah, when we went, I mean, it was fun, but it was definitely more like clubby vibe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Nice. Well, for our listeners that don't know, how did y'all's pod come together? How did it start? Yeah. So Rachel and I knew each other through the like theater and acting worlds. I'm not an actor anymore, but I was for a long time. And we like literally met in a class. Oh. And we were like, you seem cool. You seem cool. And we kind of just had a sort of tangential friendship for a couple of years. And then she also went to school with some friends of mine. We started seeing each other at parties that those mutual friends would host and somewhere along the line, we figured out that we were both really sex positive. Like mm -hmm. we found each other to be like, hey, what are you watching? Like, have you heard of this thing? X Confessions? Like, do you, how do you avoid this? Like mm -hmm. finding that like it was kind of one of the only women I talked to about that. Like I would talk mm -hmm. to guys about porn, but like they were watching different stuff or they didn't have the same concerns. Like yeah, it was yeah. such a like aha moment to meet Rachel and be like, oh, OK, so what do you so where do you find it? Do you go here? Like, what yeah, about, have you heard of this place? Like to kind of do that kind of thing. And then she had a room open up in her apartment and I ended up taking it. And before I moved in, I was like, man, we're going to talk about porn a lot. That's a podcast. That's obviously <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> I like love we it. like, well, that's a podcast. And I, it occurred to me to like, to make the show about reviewing porn, like yeah. two women talking about how to avoid the stuff where you feel like worried for the female performer, or you're like, this whole thing has a really, a salty vibe mm -hmm. you know like we don't want to watch this and I literally like pitched it to her over text before I moved in I was like hopefully you're into this because maybe that's weird for us to live together if you're not but I have this idea hear me out we review porn it's a podcast and she was like oh my god I'm so in and we started planning and hatching ideas and like plotting and then we'd kind of shared it with our friend Amanda who works at Seth Meyers Amanda was kind of talking about it a little bit and we had essentially like been like do you actually want to produce this because mm -hmm. initially I, I was a theater producer at the time I was like this is easy like we can figure out how to edit and engineer but like there's no designers to hire there's no set to build like this sounds logistically incredibly achievable let's just make it and then the three of us were kind of putting together segments figuring out what it was and Amanda was kind of talking about it casually at work among a bunch of comedy writers mm -hmm. and one of them was like you should pitch this to HeadGum like oh. they would totally snatch it up so yeah we ended up really just making one or two episodes on our own um, that turned out to kind of be demos. We had mm -hmm. a phone call with um, HeadGum, kind of soft pitched it. We're like, this is what we're thinking. I don't think we even realized how formal of a pitch it might yeah. have been. We were yeah. just like, this is the idea. Like, 
don't you hate when like the guy weirdly keeps his t-shirt on and they're like poo bearing for the video like you know just kind of like genuinely talking about things that they were like oh that's hilarious and that is something i've thought about and then they gave us um a spot on their network so we've been with them ever since oh nice yeah that's awesome yeah it reminds me a lot of why we started our pod yeah. Which is kind of just like we always talked about sex very openly, very yeah. like positively. And then one day someone was like, y'all should just start a podcast about it. And we were like, OK. And we just kind of went for it. Yeah. But we had like no direction. You guys at least like came up with like a plan. <laughs> yeah, no. We were just like, let's just buy some mics and see how it goes. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, though. It seemed so. to be doing well. Did you come from a particularly progressive family? Like you were always no. comfortable? <laughs> no. My no. God. I mean, we, we talked about it plenty on our show, but it's like our you know our sex talk was uh you're a whore don't do it and wow. like other than that you know, we never learned anything from like our parents so we and i think for us like our sex positivity didn't come until we like actually started reading like you know smut and those kind of books yeah um but i mean i was gonna ask you what your first experience with porn was because like for us i think it was like we watched it at a friend's house yeah wow. all together <laughs> yeah. on a yeah. like four of us girls like with a laptop Top. yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like some quiz where like the girls naked and you like answer questions but yeah it's like you know four <laughs> freaking teenagers just like Dee -hee -hee, and, and for me like other than that like all i ever did was just look up like pictures of boobs on tumblr yeah. and that was it <laughs> yeah or the yeah. chive yeah. yeah 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 we did aim chat like that was like my first introduction i'm probably dating myself but like the aol chat rooms yeah, yeah where yeah. you could just like find any sexy those. room i didn't know what i was saying i of course was like you know prepubescent at the time but i'm like i'm a 19 year old blonde with 42 double g boobs <laughs> you know just like crafting some persona and then just sort of sexting with strangers but you would kind of learn things if they knew what they were doing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you're sucking on the clit like a baby bottle. Okay, what do you mean by that? Like, <laughs> wow. oh, your cock is 15 centimeters. How many inches is that? <laughs> Wait, yeah, how many like, inches is that? Yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I had to look it up at the time, and it certainly didn't stick. Seven? I think I don't it's seven, know. yeah, because it's like yeah. two centimeters to an inch. Maybe. So I don't know seven. the math, but I'm like, I'm guessing just... I feel like, yeah, it's like, is it two? It's not perfect, but it's like two thirds, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, definitely smaller, definitely smaller in inches than, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not 15 inches for sure, but yeah, I, don't, I couldn't say, I couldn't say with perfect confidence how many. I think it would be seven. Anyway, wait, what's the biggest you've seen in real life? Now, not to on, go on that tangent, but now I'm curious. The Mine biggest thing I've seen in real life? Because we've all seen porn dick. All seen porn. I mean, real. Yeah. In, in the porn verse, uh, my brain like immediately goes to like animated cocks that are like as big as a person. Oh, yeah. Um, I think in real life, like to someone's knee, you know, which what? is what? too much for me. Like too. I'm not a in size queen life? in real life. Yeah. And I there is definitely at least one party scenario where I was like, that's like a that's. That is literally like another limb, but I've also <laughs> like it seen, I have encountered in my own life, like a, my forearm sized situation, Wow! like from my wrist to my elbow. Like I've and dealt the, with the that. Girth? Yeah. Similar wow. girth, similar like life. Like it wasn't quite shaped. <laughs> it didn't like come to a point, but a very challenging, like where you're like, okay we're gonna <laughs> figure out how to navigate this yeah like <gasps> ooh, checking in with myself like 
Yeah, I almost feel for people with dicks that big because I think it's it's kind of this like you're never gonna be fully seated in a chick. Exactly, yeah. and I've even said that to someone, not this particular person, but someone with a big cock. I like didn't. I didn't acknowledge it for a couple hookups. I was like, he gets that compliment all the time. I'm not going to like tell him his <laughs> big dick is like big and incredible. But I was like, like eventually was like, so you've got a pretty big dick. And he was like, I wonder, I was wondering when you were going to say something. And I was like, okay, first of all, calm down. But then I was like, yeah, I bet you never like get head all the way down. Like I bet no one can really mm-hmm. take it all or like really yeah. like deep throat. And he was like, that's true and it, it wasn't <laughs> like he was like bothered by it he wasn't like yeah it sucks but he was like good point that is a thing but you know we all use our hands right like we know yeah yeah but at the same and time with the mouth <laughs> yeah that's also mouth and hands. exhausting <laughs> that's what that, that also just sounds exhausting yeah like when, when it's too big like that and then you have to like you know use every part of you like it already takes a lot for me to be like oh enthusiasm no that's like, now that's I really why go. i feel for them like i mean some people are champs and are like let's go or just like genuinely really love a gigantic cock and it's almost like the challenge of it maybe that yeah. they dig but there's so much mythology around big cocks like there's such a lie around like that being necessary i mean you probably talked about this on the show but like only eight to twenty percent of people with vulvas come from penetrative sex alone yeah mm-hmm. so and most of the time it happens right at the it's opening it's literally it's like less than my fingers yeah, that you need exactly. to like get in there you yeah. know so so we're hyping up this thing that i'm like that's literally gonna hurt you you yeah. know like it, i have an iud i don't cervix. want that yeah. like <gasps> bopping around you know so this is uh, this conversation is reminding me that like when i first started watching porn i only ever watched lesbian porn mm. so now I, I never even saw like porn dick until like probably college yeah because most of the time i always just looked at women i don't know why i think i should have known then i was bisexual but like i Maybe. yeah and yeah. then but that was you know i had actually the summer before i started college i saw i met a guy that was like 12 inches it was like a hydro flask bottle you know wow it was huge girthy good girthy d- good yeah Lord. could not do anything with it <laughs> and then when i started watching porn that actually included men then i was like oh other men also can have really big dicks but yeah i think so one we had a porn star who once said she was like below three and above eight that's like the porn yeah yeah <laughs> below three because it's you know small and that's its own thing and then above eight because then yeah, there's, there's a like whole big. category girth yeah. and then length meaning yeah right yeah, right right yeah, yeah. yeah. well exactly. you know part of the reason they have such big cocks and porn aside from the like emulation of the and like putting on a pedestal the giant cock but literally for visuals so you can see the cock going in and out and it makes yeah. it easier to angle and be like i can yep. see the like motion of the penetration whereas we all know like often in sex you're not like pulling the thing all the way out and like getting a fucking shot over here yep you're just fucking like this and someone can only see you if they're directly above you um, exactly you know gorilla style wow yeah i didn't think about it that way that was such like a technical answer I yeah loved it. <laughs> are you a capricorn no i'm a sagittarius taurus taurus okay yeah uh, i knew there was earth in there <laughs> i knew there was earth in there because i was like a bunch of it yeah yeah because everything that you like or at least the way that you've gone about everything has been so like um very like structured in a lot of ways you know like when you guys were starting the pod but then also like your responses and everything i was like there's earth <laughs> i'm a very structural thinker yeah and i'm like also it. like i think what's part of what rachel and i had in common that for the podcast podcast was like we both have an eye for production. We're both in the performance worlds. Yeah. So we were looking at it for production value, which, yeah, yeah. you know, women tend to do more than men of like, what is this horrible leather couch? Like, why are mm. we working on that? Like we were finding the porn that's in these like 
lush Italian villas or in like the south of France, you know, that you're like, oh, I want to fuck there, you know? Mm -hmm. So that part of it, but also the structural element of like, how do you tell the story of porn? Like, does it always have to be blowjob head, first position, second position, third position, cum shot? You know, like, mm -hmm. why is it always so formulaic? And like, I'm really interested in that. I'm a writer and producer as well. So like that, the way that that's progressed historically, the different elements that have shifted the way that porn works, the way that the internet has shifted, the porn that we consume is all, it's all really fascinating to me. I Wait, mean, I want to hear about some of these shifts. Tell I us. Was, well, I was going to say like, I've seen, for example, I saw one um, porn video once where it's like they were on a jet ski. Yeah. Going, what? <laughs> yeah, going around a fucking like lake in a yeah. jet ski fucking. And I'm like, A, this sounds like a logistical nightmare. Yeah. B, like, who is jet ski porn? Like, who is Googling yeah, this? Yeah. Like, I, the, so who's excited. watching it is like a more complicated question than yeah. the like than making it. But it's also like the algorithm. It's like the the more extreme something is, it'll sort of grab attention. Like people click on that for the same reason you do, mm. that they're like, what? Like they're fucking in a Tesla. Like there's a whole <laughs> genre of like Tesla extremist porn? porn, like not extremist necessarily. Like that word has a lot of connotation, but like, yeah extreme porn or like we're doing something so crazy or like it's public sex so there's like an element of that kind of danger in it and yeah I, that's basically what the show is is us kind of unpacking and talking about and figuring out like okay who's watching this and are they actually turned on by this or are they just watching this because it's compelling or it's like clickbait mm. and then like what might be hot about this like what's interesting about it and like I certainly think some people fuck for exhibitionist pleasure. Like they yeah. like to be mm -hmm. on display. And I certainly like to give roadhead, you know, like yeah. I like to be like, Ooh, this is kind of a fun adventure. So that makes it more exciting. But like on a jet ski, the logistics outweigh the benefits, right? Like the challenge of being like, how do I literally ride you on this when I'm like already riding this thing? Like we're just going to fall in the water before anybody comes. Like mm -hmm. seems pretty likely if anything, it'd be like a fuck it. We're on vacation. Let's try it kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. But that's a lot of what porn explores is like sort of fantasy for fantasy's sake sometimes. That's true. I mean, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about the times that like I've watched something more out of curiosity rather than arousal, you know, because I'm like, oh, well, I'm just a little curious. And then you yeah. start watching it and you're like, oh, and like you're not even really turned on, but it's just so like fascinating. You know, it's kind of like when your pets watch you have sex, they're probably like, wow. <laughs> and they're like, what is this? Yeah. What? <laughs> Although my dog is like, stop murdering her. Like definitely <laughs> think something horrible is happening. So depends on your pet. <laughs> that happened the other day, actually. I, um, I, this guy that I'm seeing, he came over and we were having sex and I don't know, Cammy wasn't home. So we were just like anywhere and everywhere being super loud. And then my Did dog was disinfect? so, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and then my dog was like so scared. <laughs> he like was in a corner and he was like looking at us with these eyes like, is everyone OK? Yeah. And he went the guy went up to him and he was like, your mommy's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. The sounds have to be confusing. And like it's literally like an act of power play, like a kind of dominance. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. dogs like from an energetic standpoint of what they understand are like, what, yeah, what, wait a minute. That's alpha. Like that's my mom. You know, like, you know? <laughs> this guy. like this you don't dominate her. Of her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or vice versa, you know. I Depends on the scenario, I suppose. Uh, but to go back to that one question, so like, uh, tell me what what is a shift that you've seen like in the porn world? I'm curious because I've I've stuck to my genres and and haven't ventured out, so I don't even know what I think has been like a shift. I know there's been a lot more towards like more ethical porn and things like that. But what yeah, some? yeah, that's I mean that's one of the better things that's happened, and like you see, I think there's a relationship between 
porn and just greater society where porn can kind of be a, a space where certain elements are concentrated, like the racism, mm -hmm. the sexism, like problem areas you see in porn are sort of this concentrated extension of society because it's where we go to be private, right? So, yeah. oh. so people can really be racist in their porn, you know, because nobody knows what they're watching, right? right? So like you can see how those trends operate in a more transparent way than what you might see in the mainstream news, for example, or what might seem like apparent in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, historically, it's been really interesting to watch porn progress because you know, it used to be feature feature porns, right? Like mm -hmm. it was fully like Hollywood and that was in LA. And part of the reason that that existed is that LA passed a law defining something as illegal if it didn't have story, right? Like they were like, you can make oh. your smut, but it needs to have a story element and somehow like pass this sort of artistic test. Okay. So that's why a lot of like the Boogie Nights era, the, the era of like porn chic, we mm -hmm. saw these like feature length porns that had multiple scenes in them. Yeah. So we would like literally give them a story and it wasn't worth it or really legal to produce anything else. And then that kind of evolved and there was the era of like VCR and videotapes and we saw like scene production and that kind of took over. We're like, okay, we can figure out a way to do this and condense it and put these like, people just want the porn, right? Like let's cut to the fucking, like we don't need all this fluff is sort of like mm -hmm. the way that society kind of moved in general. And then the internet ushered in, well killed a lot of that because a lot of what you used to have to go to the back of a video store to pay for, mm you could now get for free online. Like those yeah. scenes were being pirated. So you like YouTube um, actually copied like Pornhub and like aggregate sites. Like we're just actually taking, like stealing free content. Like a lot of people are just um, pirating these clips and putting them online. And here's a website where like the website does not take responsibility for what's on the site. And this is also around the arrows of like Pirate Bay and Napster and when like the internet was kind of this clusterfuck of yeah a lack of copyright and like, yeah. you know, just stuff being passed around. It was only like very recently that Pornhub decided that anyone who posts anything has to be a verified user. Like you have to identify, you have to provide your identification, mm -hmm. which was something they did to try to fight trafficking and like sort of hold their users more responsible for a lot of the stuff that was getting passed around. Yeah. It's a deeper conversation about like what's effective on that front. But mm. Now I think a lot of what we're seeing is so content driven. Like yeah. everybody's a content creator in the social space. So that has sort of like was similarly like spearheaded in porn, but like mirrored in porn as well, where it's like hard to say the chicken and the egg. But so many creators now have their own profiles because there's no middleman. They're instead of making a flat grand for a shoot for that day. Um, they can build a bigger audience, they can leverage their audience, and they can monetize everybody who subscribes to their stuff. So mm -hmm. a lot of people are going that direction. And you see the popularity of scene production dwindling a bit, but there are like a couple of houses that are kind of holding on. I don't know that either will ever like go away completely, but that's certainly like where the pendulum is right now. Yeah. Mm. By that you mean like browsers and mm -hmm. like those browsers kind of or like adult time. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's there are still like ethical platforms that produce and I will say that like a lot of the studio production has become more ethical because of the community network that's involved and yeah. because like if you kind of get branded as a place that people don't want to work. Yeah that hurts you. So a lot of those productions, X confessions also like a lot of them now have transparency clauses that you can like read on their websites. Um, and they have like consent practices on set. They have like mm. surveys for their performers. They have consent conversations. Like it's all more rigorous and that's even happening at the places where 
the content itself might be pretty like misogynistic in like the story mm -hmm. or in what you're watching, but that performer <laughs> is still relatively safe while consenting to like, whatever, I'm gonna do this scene where I'm like being gang banged in a way that isn't necessarily yeah. super feminist forward. Yeah. Like the story of it like really depicts me in a certain way. And it's not like kink.com where they have interviews before and beforehand and after. Do you know kink mm -mm. by chance? Mm -mm. No, I didn't know that. Great website for anyone who's like deep into BDSM and fetish. They have been around for ages and they do like heavy kink stuff. Mm. And before and after pretty much every scene that they produce, they have a bunch of different channels. Yeah. So you can like, there's stuff that's like all about cock and ball torture. There's stuff that's all about femdoms. There's stuff that's specifically about sounding or it's about like, gay guys doing this specific, like it's kind of like any flavor of the week, but um, different specialties. But a lot of their scenes and most of their production has a before and after interview with the performers. So you'll like see the performer sitting there in their robes and they're like, yeah, we met at that other shoot like that time. Like I'm really excited to fuck you. And like they'll kind of yeah, have yeah. like a sweet conversation. You'll hear the person, like the director behind the camera, reminding them of safe words and just actively asking them in like on camera, like, what do you like? What are you not comfortable with? Any hard nose, like mm -hmm. having that conversation for camera. And then you see them after the scene and they're like sweaty and their makeup smeared and they're like hairs frazzled and they're like, I had a great time. And they talk <laughs> about the scene and occasionally they will be like, you know, I don't need to do that again. You yeah. know, like it's rare because I think they're all performers and they want to be like, have me back. That was great. And like, yeah, have their own dialogue with themselves about like the more finite details. But occasionally you'll see a performer and I love it because I want them to be honest, but they'll be like, yeah, I got a little overwhelmed. Like, yeah, I'm OK, but I realize that's not really my thing. You know, like yeah. I tried this thing and it didn't really click, you know, like you'll see that, too, sometimes. That's great. Yeah, it's a I really nice that. practice. Yeah. Have to check it out. Yeah. Lots of honesty there. I don't do a lot of kink porn, but I mean, it, that's a good like resource to know for like anyone who's looking. So yeah, especially yeah. for anyone that like wants to get into kink and to like <clears throat> see like a good solid example. Of exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. I love to hand that out to people and like, yeah. I haven't put it together and I should stop talking about it and just do it. But I've thought about doing like a quiz where like, yeah. what is it that you're looking for? Like what kind of porn like experience do you have? What's hot to you? Cause it very much depends on who's asking me. Like where, like what, where do I find porn? I'm like, well, do you want to just watch women fuck and do you want it to be like soft and gentle and for there to be like a nice curtain blowing like wind through mm -hmm. the window? You're like, do yeah. you want to feel safe in that kind of environment? I would send you to Balesa. They have a lot of free content. They also have yeah, premium content. Yeah. Yeah. They're great for like femme people who want to see like conventionally hot people fuck and they want to see like scene sex, you know? Um, if you're super kinky and you like didn't know that the internet had scene porn to offer in the super kinky space, I would say kink.com. If you're queer and and or like a person of color or you're trans or you're like really looking for work that is generally unrepresented, I would send you to Pink Label. Okay. Um, that's run by one of the few women who uh, manages, a woman who's a person of color who runs one of the largest porn platforms. She oh, did wow. Crash Pad, which is kind of canon for queer people. It's an- uh, I've heard of that. It was a series out of the Pacific Northwest, I think Seattle specifically, where it was like just yeah, yeah. the same room and the idea was this key was passed around and different couples or different triads yeah. or like people would go in and fuck in this room. And that was like the nine, I don't, actually, I shouldn't misquote because I'm not sure how far back it goes, but yeah. you watch Crash Pad and you're like, oh, this is old. Like I can yeah, see yeah. this is like from a time. And that series was really like seminal for a lot of queer people and for queer culture. So Shine Louise Houston, who created Crash Pad, evolved into building a larger platform, which is Pink Pink Label, or like PinkLabel.tv is the actual website. And you can 
it's I think it's like it's a very cheap subscription and it's like a whole library of stuff. So you nice. can search like I'm looking for trans mask solo porn. Like mm -hmm. I just want to watch a trans mask performer touch themselves. Like you can find that there. Or you can find like X confessions there. You can find like other bigger platforms that are also hosted on the site. But it's a great place if you're like, I don't think porn for me exists. Mm. It's a great place to start. Cause and then there's also similarly like little independent production houses or little director made content or like even content creators in the indie space will be like, okay, I'm gonna host this on pink label and like license it out to them because it has this bigger audience and the thing I do is really niche, but they can find me there and then like find my other stuff from there. That's so neat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, I always, whenever I have discussions like this, I realize that like the porn I watch is very basic <laughs> and I don't, and I don't venture out enough. I, I really don't, don't. Yeah. It's either a hentai or, um, and honest, and when you were talking about like how everything has progressed from like, you know, video to like internet and all of that, I mm -hmm. realized too how like. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, our attention spans have also changed. Yeah. You know, where I used to sit through 10, 12, 20 minutes of a video. Now, if I can find a GIF that has exactly what's going to get me <laughs> off, I will just watch that GIF, GIF, wow, GIF whatever. GIF. Yeah, over and over until I come. I think really? GIF is correct, but I like GIF better. Like, GIF, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? Okay, the, the little <laughs> repeating. Yeah. If, yeah. It, That's and, wild. I don't think I could come from, like, just an image. Like Really? Like, yeah. I can. And I and I was thinking about that when you were talking about that, because I was like, you know, I, in the content that I consume, like, just on a day-to-day -day TikTok, you know, for the most part, it's the, the short clips. And, like, you know, sure, sometimes you I'll sit there for, like, a app. minute or two at most, but for the most part, it's, like, something that's, like, under 30 seconds. Yeah. And so, yeah, there are a few sites where, like, I found the – and Tumblr's also great. <laughs> No, I don't know if that's really Tumblr's great. It's like, yeah. it's like nostalgic to it me, is. you know? But if, if I find the, you know, if, if I type in specific movement that I'm looking for and I find the movement that I know is going to get me there, I just watch it over and over until I What's come in. What's the movement? Depends on what I want that day. Sometimes it it'll be like... Is it as simple as like thrusting, like penetration, or is it like doggy style? Like, like what do you mean? Usually it'll be like, um, or at least my top three in that like realm would be like if it's a girl like revealing her boobs just a boob me. shot just, wow just if it's like a nice reveal um the second one would be like so much a girl getting eaten out <laughs> like a girl uh, okay yeah so and that and that depending on like what i because usually you can just scroll through so many options and so i see one that i'm like oh that's hot and then i'll go for that uh that's the second and then the third would be they're all related to women uh, <laughs> Like a girl having like her nipples like sucked on. Mm, I love that. Moment. Yeah. To be fair. And so if I find something in that realm like that is, I think is really hot, I'll just watch it until I come and it's so easy. Yeah. So, uh. Good Anya. Yeah. I like if anything, I'm like slightly desensitized where I'm like, I need like it's gotten to the like, it's not that I need, there's a word for this, which is threshold conditioning, okay. um, which oh. I learned in my the sex coach certification training that speaks to like when your threshold for stimulation can kind of move that okay. like, uh, 
there's a lot of problems that are sort of misattributed to porn, but one that can be real is that like sometimes you want edgier and edgier stuff. You like get more stimulated by different things. That's not exactly what happens with me, but it's certainly like I want to watch fucking. Like I want to mm -hmm. watch the fucking itself. So like the gesture of someone just like showing their tits like isn't visually stimulating enough for me, I would say. Interesting. But I agree. Yeah. 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 For me it is. And I am bisexual. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't have any problem with the boobs. Like I love the boobies, but it's I'm like I want to be the one sucking on them or I want to watch someone yeah. actively be yeah. like – grabbing one and fucking the girl yeah, yeah, at the yeah. same time you know, like all of it you know like i want the acts like in full yeah wait so what, yeah. what what's like a common i would say like category that you like to watch do you watch mostly like uh, if you enjoy watching like the fucking like the actual is it penetration or so it's not like the so i i actually don't like a meat shot which is like what we call when it's just penetration when you have like this super close-up on just like a dick going in and out yeah, like yeah. that to me takes me out of it because i'm like that's it's just like a disembodied body part. Like it just becomes anatomy more than anything else. Some people love that. Like they like the close up. They want the skin. Like they want the feeling of mm -hmm. like having their face in there. But that just on its own doesn't do it for me. It's more about like, so I don't necessarily search by category because okay. there's just so many of them. I mean, it's funny that like yeah. our episodes are structured by category. So it's yeah, a totally yeah. like brilliant question. But for me... Like, I'll find performers I like or mm -hmm. occasionally, like, there was a phase where I was just, like, rough sex. I'm like, that was my category. Like, I just wanted to see, like, vigorous fucking, you know, yeah. and was like, I want, I also, like, came into the game with a lot of, like, gay porn and, like, lesbians. Although with, like, a lot of mainstream lesbian porn, a lot of it is very, like, soft and we're, like, mm -hmm. eating the pussy very delicately. Like, we're going to hurt it. Like, uh, just, like, <laughs> barely getting in there. And I'm, like, get your fucking face in there and, like, suck on it, you know. So then it's, like, well, I want to see, like, real queer women, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to see, like, someone, like, really going to town who, like, knows how to do business with a clit, you know. Yeah. So a lot of times for me it's about believable chemistry mm. it's about like removing the distracting elements like it doesn't have to be in an italian villa it could be like a hotel room or like anywhere but if i believe these people want to fuck mm -hmm. it just heightens it so much for me like some of my favorite series are like ex confessions is a lot of great stuff occasionally ex confessions is like a little hokey or there's like more scene than i need i really mm -hmm. just want to be like I love Bishop Black. I love Amarna Miller. I'll watch them fuck. Like, those yeah. are great performers. They're friends. I know they want to fuck each other. I know yeah. they have trust with each other. Like, you almost get to know, like, your favorite performers because they can build that chemistry in a yeah, scene. Yeah. Um, I also love Four Chambers. I go back to there pretty regularly. That's Vex Ashley's platform. Mm -hmm. She is, like, a self-proclaimed, like, art school bullshit porn creator where, like, she fully went to art school and is like kind of a theater nerd like me. And so she puts together these like really interesting sort of thoughtfully curated sets and scenarios. Sometimes she goes into like playing with fluids or like sort of horror elements and will kind of go genre or like use conventions that are sometimes more than I need. But she's kinky and the sex is hot. So it's like a yeah. great combination. And it's either like she's an incredible film called La Pelle du Vide that is um, – a threesome in an abandoned warehouse, essentially. Dope. And I was like, fuck yeah, because I love like <laughs> abandoned shit. I love group sex. And it was all like performers I know and try, you know, like yeah, who yeah. I think are really hot. And like, I believe that they want to fuck each other. Another great one is Stoya's Around the World in 80 Ways, where okay. she just invited 
friends to fuck her when she was in different parts of the world. So she's like, oh. this is around the world in 80 ways, Los Angeles. I'm fucking making mod and we're using a condom because there's laws about that right now in Los Angeles. So oh. like, this is like, we're going to be wearing condoms, which is like what not was typical for us. <clears throat> so there was a condom law put in place a few years ago that like required porn performers to wear condoms specifically in like Los Angeles. And this was an attempt to drive out the porn industry from Los Angeles, but it was eventually repealed because it just hurt the economy in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this is stupid. So like porn perform like porn production kind of moved to the outskirts and like is that what LA. Chatsworth? <laughs> <laughs> is that LA County? <laughs> You know I don't know where the county ends went, and begins. I should boonies, know. Yeah. I should know. I mean, there was a fear for a while that it would just like fully push it to like Rhode Island, like that it just would leave no, just California altogether. But it's like no, like when you put the dollars and cents together, like they're they're gonna yeah. change their minds. But yeah, so like she does different scenes with different friends of hers, essentially like That's in different cool. parts of the world, and like Berlin and L.A. and like Belgrade, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, I mean, I have to admit, like I actually really like the the content that has come from like content creators mm -hmm. in a way because like as much as you know the what do you call them the production houses mm -hmm. yeah, as much as what they know and do and is great and all and we've all seen it because it's like what's been around more often like you know in the past couple of years when we see like you know the couples that get on only fans mm -hmm. and like there's this one couple for example that i watch and it's often them like in, on their bed at home. Mm -hmm. They put these like cool colored lights. So it's like all like pretty, but it's not fancy. It's just a bed. And so, and it's got a red or pink hue to it. Yeah. And it's just the two of them. There's no dialogue. You can only see like below their nose. Um, this is actually, I was just thinking about this. The only like hetero porn that I really watch, but it's just the two of them and they're like kissing. They'll go like down on each other. They'll, you know, do all kinds of things. And like, you can like feel the chemistry and the yeah. love kind of like what you were talking about the performers that you know that like you know you know they want to fuck like you see this couple and you're like i know they want to fuck because yeah. they love each other yeah and then so you get like a window into their relationship it's hot it's sexy and it feels a lot more connected it's you know their videos are pretty short like eight minutes long so my attention spans like we can handle this yeah and so like i i've i've really enjoyed seeing some of the content that has come from like people that are like kind of coming up with their own ideas and, and doing it a little yeah, more Yeah, and that you're like, you want to be fucking, and, like, I'm yeah. sure it's complicated for them to be navigating, like, their careers and their sex lives. And yeah. Like, I've seen yeah. some interviews with them, some of those performers who are like, yeah, we have to kind of decide, like, is this for the audience? Is this for us? Like, yeah. And even have to, like, take care of their own sex lives mm -hmm. while also fucking for money. But, like, have you checked out the Marleys or Leo Lulu? Yes. Yes, <laughs> Leo Lulu is one I really like. Yeah, yeah. so, like, a, a lot of, like those content creators you can find through the platforms by searching like amateur. Yeah. And like Leo Lulu, I think was like number one or two. I was at the Pornhub Awards a few years ago and they won their category, which I think was like best amateur or like something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, they cover their faces, but they're like yeah. insanely hot. And I'm always, I always fantasize about like seeing the little banana tattoo on his leg out in public and be like, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> like I can figure out who you are. But it's true. I love watching their videos because like you just feel the like chemistry between yeah, them. Yeah. They're just fucking hot. hot. They yeah. clearly like to fuck and they have to be like fitness models otherwise and that's yeah. probably like why they cover their faces i mean maybe they who knows um but because there's myriad reasons that you wouldn't want to be identified as a porn performer necessarily but yeah super hot the marleys are a couple as well who like 
they do a more sensual thing. Like they'll often have like an aerial shot of their bed mm. and she'll have like a little tub of coconut oil and it'll just be like, I don't even, I'm not even sure if they use music, but if I had to sort of guess from my memory, I feel like it's like spa sounds, you know, like yeah. it's very like soothing <laughs> yeah. in there. Like it's all like sort of earth tones and like a very water thoughtfully. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. like water. Tri- they have a waterfall in the room in the background. The birds chirping. It's all very curated. <laughs> and she'll give him these like incredibly sensual hand jobs that it's like, it's like a 15 minute hand job, but it's like a massage. It's like mm-hmm. a full like treatment. Love that. But they also, they just have a very sensual connection and they're on like a bunch of different, platforms but they they have a like it's a very intimate thing that they invite you into it's very Taurus coded (laughs) man I feel like I I just and I always say like I hate I because I just I go on Pornhub I I try not to watch porn as much I had a a kind of an addiction to it in college oh I see it's you're just sort of pacing yourself yeah I mean well I was pretty bad for a few years and then finally I got like a hold of it and I you know I let go of porn for a few years and then I slowly got back into it but like I never changed my category it's always when I go on Pornhub it's like big tits blonde lesbian that's it and then usually what comes up is the fucking milf porn which I hate I prefer like the lesbian like massage porn Mm. I feel like that's usually better for me um but like recently and I don't watch porn that often maybe like a few times a month if that um but recently I was like, okay, you know what? I have to branch out. So I started watching like tentacle porn. Mm. And I was like, okay, because that's one of the best ways for me to like watch dicks and porn is when it's animated. Yeah. Um, so or Do like, you like that it's not a dick attached to a man? Or like what interests you about the tentacle porn specifically? Well, I and I also just love that it's like usually like an alien or something, and you can't you can only see like half their face or whatever, <laughs> but it's yeah. just like this big ass like body or whatever, masculine body and then with like a giant cock. And I'm like, okay, that'll do it for me. Mm. Um but typically, like, I, like, I'm not like Nikki, where it's, like, just the little snippet. Like, I actually like watching some like of watching the story. like watching the scene. Yeah, the story play out a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, I like the massage porn is if it, like, you know, because it kind of, like, plays on, like, oh, it's just a massage. But then it turns into more, like, that I can actually come more from, like, that turning point yeah. than like actually just watching them fuck. When that's done really well, yes. I love it. And one of the fun things about the show is like when we discover something we didn't think we'd be into and we're yeah. like, uh-oh, like this is hot. That was my experience with our stuck porn episode. <clears throat> Wait, what's stuck porn? So stuck porn is like when you're the stepmom or the stepsister, mm. oh. or like whoever's in proximity is doing laundry and she goes to dig a sock out and gets stuck in the dryer, which has never happened to anyone, (laughs) but like, or she gets stuck in the window. It's kind of, it's dubious consent. Yeah. So the whole premise is that she's not entirely consenting or not consenting at all. Mm -hmm. And I I remember this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like the step, the step son is like, she's like, help me. And he's like, Oh, well, while you're here, um, (laughs) like, I'm just going to have my way with you. And I thought that I would hate it because it would just feel rapey, you know, like I I thought that I'd be like, I don't want to go anywhere near this, you know, but that turning point that like if they do it right, like it's not I don't like it if the whole scene, the chick is like, stop, I hate this. Yeah, no, Uh, 
are you done yet? And it's just kind of like whiny. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I want you to, so like if there's a turning point where they're like, oh, what are you doing? Like, don't, uh, don't do it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Actually. <laughs> oh fuck. Like if they just suddenly get into it, like similar thing with ignoring porn. Like I really love dubious, dubious consent. That's something that's been like defined for me by the pod that I'm like, oh, okay. If it starts with this kind of, resistance but then we buy that the woman unlocks something or the mm -hmm. sub or the bottom like whoever's receiving and then they're like that makes it even hotter because then you get a sense for their consent and it's enough for me to be like oh it's not yeah. entirely in this world that feels uncomfortable to me it's actually about them like unlocking something kinky and like the added taboo of that like the added potential of the heat for that is like extra fucking powerful you know like that's that can what be I, really yes. hot yeah that's what i need and i like that you you called it dubious consent mm -hmm. okay that's the term that's, yeah that's what i need to hear <laughs> that's what i need to learn from this episode i feel like that answers my question i was going to ask what your guilty pleasure is in mm. porn yeah i mean there's a few we started to talk about like categories because i don't really search by categories anymore but like the way that you would find stuff like rough sex was big and that definitely felt like a guilty pleasure and that was where it would sometimes get dicey because mm -hmm. I would be like is she okay but I want her to get fucking pounded so like mm -hmm. how do I navigate holding both those things um I also would watch a lot of movie sex scenes and I still go back to some of those as yeah. like favorites because the production value is good yeah and I don't need the meat shot I just need to believe they're fucking so like unfaithful is like a diehard like I can just go back to that and it's like a Pavlovian dog response where like it's almost GIF level where like yeah. I can just start to watch and be like this will do it you know <laughs> because it's just like good chemistry and it's hot and it has a little of that dubious consent and it's like it's just gonna get the job done because it's believable and it's good you know you should watch um you should watch the movie called Adore Ooh, I haven't seen this. It's Australian. It's got uh, Robin Wright and uh, what's that one blonde chick? What's her name? There's a lot of one blonde chicks. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, um, and then, well, give me something else to work with. Blonde chick. No, from. I know, I know. I'm trying. Uh, I mean, she's she's very well known. Fuck. Okay, hold on. Let me pull. Cameron this Diaz. Uh, no, not Cameron Diaz. That one blonde chick, Reese Witherspoon, would not, not be would not be in that kind of movie. No. Wait, adore the movie. Oh yeah, there we go. Anyways, the sex scenes in this one nice okay and like you know it's not like they show much but like it's it's good naomi watts naomi, naomi watts. watts okay Robin yeah, i would have some never sexy guessed. stuff for sure <laughs> yeah Mulholland drive that's also canon for like great sex scenes mm -hmm. with naomi watts she does some great stuff in that there's also a movie that she fucks mark ruffalo in that's pretty hot um yeah i Do love you... a hot sex scene well, even though i know the filming of them is not hot yeah, <laughs> yeah. even okay. less so than porn i think which that actually brings up a question for me. So like, you know, there's porn, there's also like movies. Do you get off on like reading like raunchy books as well? I don't do that as much as some people do. Yeah. Like, I think I should, like, it's almost a world that I feel like I should delve more into because I like writing erotica. Like I like, mm. I like the sext can be like an artful thing. Like I will mm -hmm. occasionally do like a full fucking novella of like, here's the fantasy and here's something that I want to have play out. And that's really hot to receive. But like, I haven't spent a lot of time on like literatica. Mm -hmm. Like I've read like any, like Anais Nin and like she's written some like erotica that I find really hot and was like, oh, this is doing it for me. 
but it's just like not like I haven't fully gotten into like smut literature and it's it's a good reminder I should like I mean I think it's different for everyone like I have a friend who she can like read a whole scene and like masturbate to it and mm. it's like for me that's different like I love reading smut and like the you know having it play out in my imagination in my head but like I can't get off to it like it'll yeah. turn me yeah. on sure mm-hmm. I can't but I can't get off to it yeah so. I can't say that like I've masturbated specifically to reading yeah it's like been hot and stimulating but like I've become such a visual person that I'm like Same. yeah I like to watch it and like mm-hmm. if I can just jump in and do that and have such a like library of that kind of thing that it's like that's more what I lean on but it's interesting like I like to sort of play with my own impulses and like what I find stimulating like this like this is not related to porn but there was an era when I was like using a vibe exclusively and I made a point to be like I need to come with just my hands like that Mm, needs to be something that I can do that I can teach other people to do like I don't want to lose that skill essentially Mm -hmm. yeah so similarly what this is bringing up is that I'm like yeah I should read literatica and just like see if getting more into it is something because like making the show I watch less porn recreationally than I used to yeah because I'm watching porn so regularly that I'm like eh, you know like I don't really need and like occasionally it'll be like a fun treat but it's less exciting than when I was felt like I was doing something dirty or something unusual or something novel yeah. when I was doing it. So that's yeah. a good reminder. I never got off to books, but they did inspire a lot of my like, yeah, kinks, yeah, which yeah. was always great. But I don't know why this reminded me of, because <clears throat> normally like I've had it to where like I'll read something and I'm like, well, I want to try this. I'll go try it and I love it, whatever. But um, there was one book <laughs> that I read that I was like, I'm not going to go try this. So I'm going to go find porn yeah. that like lets me explore this. It was a book called Credence by Penelope Douglas um not to like spoil it but she ends up fucking her uncle and her cousins who they all live together (laughs) and they get trapped in the winter in a cabin anyway it's great and um and I remember I was like well I'm not gonna go do that with any of my cousins or uncles so I that was the one time that I looked up like more like I guess incest type porn Mm. because it was like my one avenue to be like okay this was hot when I read it I don't know why I like this let me just see and I think when I ended up watching the porn of it it was like it was fine like it wasn't anything that was like super like I liked it Mm -hmm. It, I didn't ever like really like go back to it but I remember that was the one time that a book actually you know like open something up yeah open something up let me explore it and then i went to porn for it and yeah it was kind of fun a fun little experience yeah it was a good book though if you ever want to read something that's taboo i will have to check that out yeah Yeah. taboo is so powerful like it's so much of like what turns us on you know like we almost have to be grateful for the repressive elements in society because they create taboo and Mm -hmm. that makes it like hotter so exactly we had a great guest on girls on porn come talk about non-sploitation um uh, wait what non-sploitation <laughs> does it is it what she, it sounds like <laughs> yep that's exactly what it sounds like she makes porn that is like t- is sacrilegious like by design that like take like she was like she's in like a nun habit and having someone like eat her out from underneath it you know like that kind of like in a chapel you know oh so she's God. really leaning into religious themes and non-sploitation was the topic which is like a larger like category of like film like any kind of like exploitation film like black exploitation film where like it's leaning into a trend or it's leaning into an identity and subverting it to a certain extent um so with non-exploitation there's some like feature films that are about a sort of sacrilegious storyline kind of thing love that um but she is polish 
and her upbringing in the society that she grew up in is very repressive. Yeah. And she was like, on the one hand, fuck Catholicism. On the other hand, we have them to be like grateful for because it gives us the taboo that makes it hot to fuck with like Catholic ideals. Yeah. I was like, that's a really great point. Like I spend so much energy like fighting the power, but I'm like, on the other hand, like there are silver linings, you know? I like that perspective. I think that's a great perspective. It can be helpful when you get frustrated. (laughs) I don't know why that reminds me of the fact that like my name is based on a movie Hmm. in Argentina that was like popular at the time that I was being born, but it was about a chick who fucked a priest or something like that. Wow. (laughs) Your parents are not sexually progressive. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what they did. Yeah. So it was, (laughs) it's like they preordained you for your life. Right. They set forth your destiny, whether they meant to or not. Manifestation. Whoops. (laughs) But it's fun. Yeah, we'll have to do a whole nother episode on taboo because I could go on and on for that. Subject. Yeah, it's a fascinating topic. And it comes up like basically every episode. Where yeah. We're like, why is this hot? And we're like, the taboo. Yeah. Why is this hot? Well, the it's taboo. taboo. Yeah. Like, why is this hot? And it's taboo. taboo. You know? Well, it just, it reminds me of like, you know, because I, I don't really like do OnlyFans, but I have like a sunroom and, um, you know, like I'll sell like lingerie pics or whatever. And like, mm. sometimes I get like custom requests for like people yeah. that like want pictures and it's like, you know, you and your twin together. And we're like, no, I'm sure you like, get a lot of that. But it's like yeah. the taboo and they want yeah. that. And I'm you just said the like, incest thing. Incest is all taboo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all like wanting the thing you can't have. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm not playing on this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go find another set of twins to give you those pictures. Cause I won't. Yeah. Uh, so, well, um, I think, Joseph was saying we were at the five mark soon. So um, I'm trying to think. Do I have any final questions? No, any lasting thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, especially for like your show, like, oh yeah, what do you want to do? What, what, where do you want to see girls on porn go? Where do I want to see girls on porn go? Well, we have been hatching TV ideas. Okay. I think it would be amazing to bring a concept to TV. There was a while where we were like developing what that might be. And I was a little bit more aggressively in the TV space and we're thinking about pitching it. It's not super active right now, Mm. but would love to do a show where like we could bring you into porn performers houses and show you like, these are truly just people with families who happen to do sex work. And like, let's destigmatize what this is. We also wanted to direct a porn and have that be like one of the culminating events of the series, you know? Um, but also have it be like comedy and fun and kind of like late night talk style where we like do similar things to what we do on the show where we like, make fun of the worst of it, but champion the best of it, you know, yeah. like champion what's possible. So maybe someday. Yeah. I love that. Thing. Yeah. But that's great. Yeah. And we just like, I mean, it's become this wonderful, like sustainable part of our lives. And, you know, as a result, a lot of people have started kind of coming out of the woodwork and asking me for help. You know, they're like, I know that you're someone I can trust with my sexual problems. Like you won't judge me for them. Yeah. Like how do I, I've never had, a penetrative orgasm like I've never had a g-spot orgasm or like I feel like things are dwindling with my partner and it like helped me come up with ideas to like make it spicy which is partially why I'm certifying now as an educator and coach mm. more officially like I've mm-hmm. had the podcast for years I've been in the sex pause space for years but I'm now officially like starting to build a practice to help people on an individual level and like work with them on whatever they might try to improve or enhance in their sex lives so that's Love pretty that. exciting Aww. too 
yeah that, i feel like that's what for us it's the same our friends like usually come to us for anything sex related because they're like yeah. i know you'll know the answer yes exactly. so and it's like fun because like you know it's great to be like that safe space and like you exactly know, yeah, like it's, it's really genuinely nice. sort of transcendent and wonderful to be like let me help you unlock something and like yeah. there's no there's nothing wrong with you you know like yeah. people just want to let go of that shame and that fear and it's a really powerful feeling to be able to help them with that 100 percent. i think yeah. that's my favorite part too is that like when you help someone unlock something and that's mm-hmm. like that's always just so, so rewarding yeah um but thank you again for joining us would would you like to plug yourself sure um so you can find girls on porn anywhere you listen to podcasts um anywhere social where girls on pern porn without the o because yep. social media is largely censored these days yeah we're on instagram tiktok um youtube at girls on pern porn without the o um you can also find me as a sex educator and coach at tinyurl.com slash laura coaches Love that. And we'll link it all in the episode description and everything as well. Right. And yeah. my personal Instagram is at Ramadei. It's my last name. R-A-M-A-D-E-I. But Ramadei. you can find me there individually. I said too. it right Perfect. earlier, right? You did. Yeah. You okay, did. Go. You nailed it. <laughs> no, it's Love a beautiful it. last name. Thank you. And guys, y'all know where to find us at Double Team Podcast, at Kami and Nikki, all the usual shit. Links are, yeah, you know, all the, the whole spiel is there. Anyways, wear condoms and we'll see y'all next week. Woo. Thank you. That was was great. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.